Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, October 6th, 2020. On this date in 1979, today's poet died. Elizabeth Bishop lived from February of 1911 to October 6th of 1979. She was, of course, an American poet. She was consultant in poetry to the Library of Congress from 1949 to 1950, and the Pulitzer Prize winner for poetry in 1956, as well as the National Book Award winner in 1970. Certainly one of the most beloved, well-respected poets of the 20th century. Today's poem, which I'll read in honor of her and, and remembrance of her death, is called A Miracle for Breakfast. It was published in Poetry Magazine in October of 1972. It begins with this quotation at the beginning. Quote, Miracles enable us to judge of doctrine, and doctrine enables us to judge of miracles. End quote. At six o'clock, we were waiting for coffee, waiting for coffee and the charitable crumb that was going to be served from a certain balcony, like kings of old, or like a miracle. It was still dark. One foot of the sun steadied itself on a long ripple in the river. The first ferry of the day had just crossed the river. It was so cold we hoped the coffee would be very hot, seeing that the sun was not going to warm us, and that the crumb would be a loaf of each buttered by a miracle. At seven a man stepped out on the balcony. He stood for a minute alone on the balcony, looking over our heads toward the river. A servant handed him the makings of the miracle consisting of one lone cup of coffee and one roll, which he proceeded to crumb, his head, so to speak, in the clouds, along with the sun. Was the man crazy? What under the sun was he trying to do up there on his balcony? Each man received one rather hard crumb, which some flicked scornfully into the river, and in a cup, one drop of the coffee. Some of us stood around, waiting for the miracle. I can tell what I saw next. It was not a miracle. A beautiful villa stood in the sun, and from its doors came the smell of hot coffee. In front, a baroque white plaster balcony added by birds who nest along the river. I saw it with one eye close to the crumb, and galleries and marble chambers. My crumb, my mansion, made for me by a miracle through ages, by insects, birds, and the river working the stone. Every day, in the sun, at breakfast time, I sit on my balcony with my feet up and drink gallons of coffee. We licked up the crumb and swallowed the coffee. A window across the river caught the sun, as if the miracle were working on the wrong balcony. So this poem is a sestina. It's an Italian form, which is a fixed verse form consisting of six stanzas of six lines each, often followed by what is called an envoy, which is a short stanza at the end of the poem that is, according to Wikipedia, used either to address an imagined or actual person or to comment on the preceding body of the poem. The words in a said that end each line of the first stanza are then used as the line endings in each of the following stanzas in a rotating pattern. So there's a set rotating pattern there. So the, the first lines of the, the first stanza are coffee, crumb, balcony, miracle, sun, and river. And then you'll see all those lines then repeated throughout. So the second stanza, river, coffee, sun, crumb, miracle, balcony. 
Third stanza, balcony, river, miracle, coffee, crumb, sun. Fourth stanza, sun, balcony, crumb, river, coffee, miracle. So you can see that repetition happening throughout. In fact, this is a poem that is referenced on the Wikipedia page's entry about the Sistina. It's referenced as one of the ones that is uh, most written about. But this is also a poem, A Miracle for Breakfast, that is the subtitle for a recent biography uh, written by Megan Marshall about Elizabeth Bishop. The book is called Elizabeth Bishop, A Miracle for Breakfast. The book came out in 2017 from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt, and you can get it wherever you get books if you'd like to learn more about Elizabeth Bishop. In his review of the book for Hopkins Review, William Pritchard wrote this, quote, In the nearly 40 years since Elizabeth Bishop's death in 79, her reputation has grown to exceed that of any of her contemporaries or successors. Her friend Robert Lowell stands nowhere close to the pinnacle he stood on at the time of his own death in 1977, while John Berryman, Randall Jarrell, Anne Sexton, or Theodore Rothke scarcely challenge Bishop's supremacy. The next generation of poets, born a decade or more later, for all their acknowledged technical and human accomplishments, haven't and probably won't win the special place according to Bishop. To put it flatly, she is the poet no one is permitted to condescend to, surely not to dislike. End quote. So, Bishop, you know, uh, is one of the poets that is absolutely essential in the American canon. And it's poems like this that, that put her there. And I think that one of the things that makes her memorable, makes her uh, renowned, makes her um, a, a sort of evergreen voice, at least so far, is the way she, um, what's the word, the way she revived uh, classic forms, you know, of classic form like the Italian Sestina, which is, which is an age-old form. She brought that back. She, she, she revived it. She wrote, she gave it an energy, a sort of a modern energy. And even if we don't know what a Sistina is, the form of the Sistina is is so pervasive in a poem like this that if you spend enough time with it, you can't help but notice it. You can't help but notice the, the, the echoes that the poem offers. And you can't help but feel the effect of those, those echoes, the effect of the form. It might be worth knowing a little bit about the story behind this poem, and I'll just uh, mention a few things that I've read uh, before I read it again. Apparently, Bishop wrote this poem during the Great Depression, somewhere around 1935. There was a winter day when food was relatively scarce, and someone mentioned to her the idea or, or introduced her to, the con- to Wonder Bread, you know, the famous, the famous brand of, of white bread. And she thought that the name was, um, was fascinating and it sparked her imagination to, to write this poem. And so the way I've read it is that it sparked her to write a poem about a miracle that something as simple as a piece of bread can bring to someone who doesn't have it. So she, she is able to take these very simple, specific things uh, like coffee, crumb, balcony, sun, river, um, and she then applies them to the notion of a miracle. There's something sort of prayerful about this person who is sitting there hoping for a miracle. And the, the, the prayer turns into sort of an imagined life of luxury. This person who's going without is imagining that they're going to have more later. Um, and the echoes of all these terms, the, the repetitions, I think, uh, make that the longing for those things more pronounced. So with those ideas in mind, I'll read this poem one more time. Uh, and, uh, you know, today's a good day to read. 
some, uh, some Elizabeth Bishop uh, 41 years after her death. A miracle for breakfast. Miracles enable us to judge doctrine, and doctrine enables us to judge of miracles. At six o'clock, we were waiting for coffee, waiting for coffee and the charitable crumb that was going to be served from a certain balcony, like kings of old or like a miracle. It was still dark. One foot of the sun steadied itself on a long ripple in the river. The first ferry of the day had just crossed the river. It was so cold we hoped the coffee would be very hot, seeing that the sun was not going to warm us, and that the crumb would be of loaf each buttered by a miracle. At seven, a man stepped out on the balcony. He stood for a minute, alone on the balcony, looking over our heads toward the river. A servant handed him the makings of the miracle, consisting of one lone cup of coffee and one roll, which he proceeded to crumb, his head, so to speak, in the clouds, along with the sun. Was the man crazy? What under the sun was he trying to do up there on his balcony? Each man received one rather hard crumb, which some flicked scornfully into the river, and in a cup, one drop of the coffee. Some of us stood around, waiting for the miracle. I can tell what I saw next. It was not a miracle. A beautiful villa stood in the sun, and from its doors came the smell of hot coffee. In front, a baroque white plaster balcony added by birds who nest along the river. I saw it with one eye closed to the crumb. And galleries, and marble chambers. My crumb, my mansion made for me by a miracle through ages, by insects, birds, and the river working the stone. Every day in the sun at breakfast time I sit in my balcony with my feet up, and drink gallons of coffee. We licked up the crumb and swallowed the coffee. A window across the river caught the sun as if the miracle were working on the wrong balcony. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.